Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Oh, welcome to Birdcat Wonderland, the podcast where I can never get all the tweets done before the show actually goes live. Anyway, never mind. With me tonight, this afternoon, wherever you are in the world, is Stan the Man from sunny Canada land. That almost rhymed, didn't it? It almost did. Good afternoon, Danny. Good afternoon to everyone that's listening in. Or, How are you? How are you? Are you watching... feeling better? Uh, me? Yeah. Oh, I was busy. <laughs> yeah, you were ill recently, much. wasn't you? I know, I was. Um, and uh, most people don't care. The only people who really cared was Carl and Sophie from the Highbury Squad, and that's it. Everyone else in the podcasting world, none of them give a damn. Sad times, Stan. Sad you times. Your, you, lost your, you lost your Batman voice from the last time. I, I was know, it's gone. I sound like a preview person. Uh, uh, um, oh, I wouldn't I go that far. What, I can't <laughs> say what I, I used to watch Sean calls me. Leave, leave it at anymore. pubescent. Let's leave it there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stefan is there. Talking about a man with a bloody manly voice. He sounds like Barry White when you speak to him when he's not oh. drunk. Does. Um, hello, Steph. And Daniel Gordon is there from... Actual sunny um, Florida. And Gar- Gary is there. I'm not sure. Gary's been in... I think Gary came over to the UK recently to watch some football. He did. Hello, Gary. He was there for the North London Derby. And then I think he went to see... I think it was Leeds. He went to Leeds, Ellen Road. I think it was Leeds Aston Villa yeah. fixture. Well, I suppose yeah. you've got to make the most when you see a game a day while you're here. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Avon, not Teddington. Oh, he's added Ted at the end now. He's, he's like Prince. He's permanently evolving and re-evolving his name. Oh, there we go. The game's at halftime with the Spurs game. Yeah, we should have done this after the Spurs game, people, because we want it. we're busy watching them lose. And which one is it? It's that we're probably one. sparing them, right? It's nil-nil. So. Probably are. Um, Daniel says, not today. It's 50 degrees. That's Florida cold. 50 degrees in UK money is... Uh, you minor, uh, it's about 11 degrees. It's thirteen degrees here. That is that, that is another kind of crazy. Um, are you looking forward to this game? Because it, I'm actually dreading it, but I'm also looking forward to it. Why are you dreading it? Because PSV are bloody good. Well, I'm looking forward to the home leg. I think for the home leg, if we can field a, the strongest uh, team that we can possibly field, mm. you know, you know, sort of, that you know, should be enough. In injuries and tiredness notwithstanding. You know, we might have a better chance then to, if we take care of business early, then we can send out a weaker squad to the away leg. That's what I'm thinking. You know, well, take care well, of business at home. Should we have a little look at um, what what we could expect? Um, that is, that's us. That's not the one I want. Uh, that's Twitch. That's not the one I want. Ah, where can you watch the game? If you're in Canada land, it is going to be on... The zone apparently. I thought they'd given up for oh no, they, Premier League. They, yeah, they've got the Europa League game. So I think in Canada now you have to sign up to a channel called Fubol. Fubol Another TV. Thing they've spelt wrong. Yeah, Fubol TV. Oh, what other country should we have a look at and see what channel it's on? 
Have a look at Venezuela, why don't you? Oh, I don't know why. It's happy with first one there. First one that popped into my head. John Fox Sports Two, Kono Sir, and Star Plus. And okay, what about so in Sweden? I'm trying to think of one now. It's got a difficult pronunciation for you to read. V out. Football, V Sport Football, V Sport Ultra HD, Via Play Sweden. You ain't gonna get me. I've got nearly all of them. There's about a million. Quite literally. I'm getting rid of that now. Gone. Right. Uh, injuries. Smith Rowe, we all know about him. He's he's out for the foreseeable. Martinelli, illness, common cold. Late fitness test, 25% chance of playing. Are you worried about that? Mm, no. You're not worried about much, are you? No. I mean, if he, needs actually... a bit, if, he, if he needs a bit of a rest, you know, give him a bit of a rest because we don't want to... I mean, I said a moment ago, play a, a strong team as we can, but, I mean, there's going to be a few of our second string or even third string amongst it. You know, this yeah. is an opportunity for somebody like uh, Reese Nelson. Let's, let's hope he can try and make more of the opportunity than he did on his last downtime. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's what you're hoping for, right? That if somebody like Martinelli is out and someone comes into cover, that they give the manager something to think about rather than just be a passenger. Yeah, he had a really decent run with Feyenoord in the Europa League last season. Oh, was it the um, Conference League or the Europa League? Whichever one it was, he got to the final. Oh, with uh, Feyenoord, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. In the, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was a conference maybe. Yeah, it was, I know it was one of the two. He did really well. Second half of the season, he, he really, uh, he really cemented that place um, in in the starting eleven. He'd become a f- bit of a fan's favourite, and I'm surprised they didn't try and go for him in the summer. And yeah, when he has played, he hasn't really done much. But it is a, a really hard to come in straight from playing for Feyenoord, then not playing much in pre-season. I don't think he did, and then coming straight into playing for the first team. It's. Uh, but then like this, say, it's going to take a fix, few games. This fixture should be right up his strata then, because he he will know all about PSV having played against mm. them in the Eredivisie, right? Very true. Um, as a man who lived in Holland, what was your team, or didn't you have one? I didn't really have one to be honest. But what I can tell you, you about, um, yeah, I've been to, I did go to Ajax a few times up at their yeah. stadium. But um, what I can tell you about the PSV one is that probably for that away leg, it will be very noisy. They do have a very big uh you know sort of raucous following and you know when i used to come into amsterdam you know there would be lots of uh police vans and police horses around around trying to keep everything nice and sweet so that's why i want us to take care of business at home and whatever yeah. happens away then can be just an afterthought dutch teams are quite intimidating at home aren't they yeah they've got a bit of a reputation very much so they all go around in their sergio tachini tracksuits smashing the place up don't they I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> For those at home, Stan, and uh, not listening, not watching, Stan is wearing a very nice retro, uh, not retro, old. It is old one, isn't it? Sergio it is Tachini tracksuit, yeah. which is uh, brought back memories. We were talking before the show that um, we used to have British Knights, SPX, um, Fila, all the old, uh, the old brands. Elise. Kappa. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but Sergio Tachini for me was was really the um, the posh one, and I used to wear kangaroos, um, uh, ankle boot, ankle high ones. They had a little pocket in the front of the tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were yeah, other ones that you mean. They were. I used to keep a um, uh, a one pound coin in them. Remember these? Remember these, Danny? Oh, here we go. Here we go, people. What's he going to dig out? Oh, Deodora. The Beyond Balls. 
that what they're called? Or that, are yeah, they they're, his? They're, 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 he's looking for them. He fell asleep. He doesn't need them where he is, does he? He's doing time at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Come out covered in tattoos and, and, and uh, knife marks, and uh, he'll come in. He'll have you. He'll do you. Um, well, someone just put something in there. Uh, Avon, not Teddington, said, by the way, the ladies are currently leading the current European champions, Lyon, 3-1 in France. That that could possibly be one of the greatest results in the modern history of, of Arsenal female football. Um, my cat's just jumped up. She's going to show you her anus horribilis. And hopefully, Dora, don't... My camera is, is on the wonk. It's wobbling and it's all over the place. If she rubs her face on it, that'll be the last you see of me because that thing's going down the back of the unit. So, uh, Dora, I can't see the screen, darling. Do you mind moving? Could you move? Could you be bib? Can you? Oh, no, she's headbutting my hand. I can't even see the screen. Um, right, get rid of that. I'll have to read some of your comments later when my cat gets out of the way. So we're talking about injuries. Martin Elliott, um, bit of a cold, doesn't matter. He needs a bit of a break. El Nene, we know he's been out injured for ages. Inchenko, Bit of a worry that it says it's a calf shin heel injury, which is worrying when he he's been brought in as one of the big names in the summer and he's missed best part of half of the current season. Already. So is that another muscle problem that he's got then? Because if it is, it seems that a few of the injuries of late seem to be muscle related, right? You know, people um, injuring, you know, you know, getting banjaxed in warm ups and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, same with um, the uh, the Chelsea right back. He got injured in, in a warm up as well. Um, in in training, I think it was a little bit mm-hmm. weird. There's quite a few injuries like that going around. The cat has moved people. Little cat update. Uh, Mr. Waffles is there. Hello, David. Pete is there. Uh, Steph says Nelson needs minutes to gain confidence. He certainly does. Um, Steph says the Dutch ultras are nuts. And Pete says fashionistas ahoy. <laughs> I'm wearing Christmas socks and a t-shirt and nothing else. Uh, that's one for the ladies that are watching. Uh, if we go and have a look at, uh, I've got the ear cups. The only, the last time we played, we've played them in the, in, uh, we've played them uh, one, two, three, six times in the champions league. Oh, I've been drinking coffee and got the hiccups. When was the last time two... we faced them? Hey, when was the last time that we faced the PSV? I'll tell you in a second. We've won two. Dave, one one and we've drawn three. The last time we played them was the seventh of March two thousand and seven. Wow, I just and remember. I was actually there. Yeah, Drew was one, that one. Home? Yep, one one, and Alex scored for an own goal for us on the fifty eighth minute, and then he scored an eighty fifth minute goal for them. And I'll start in line up. This was in two thousand and seven, back in the glory days. Jens Lehmann in goal, Clichy left back. Oh, who's wow. going to be put where? Um, it's probably going to be. I don't know who they're playing right back. We've got Gallas Toure. No, we didn't have a right back. Gallas used to play at right back sometimes, though. Yeah, but then I'm thinking. So if it's a uh, cliche, Gallas Toure, Denilson, Fabregas, Silva, Kleb, Lundberg, Adebayor, and Julio Batista, there is no. There's not. We, we haven't got three defenders there. Maybe Denilson played centre-back or something, or Gilberto, yeah. actually, probably Gilberto Silva played centre-back, and Danielson played defensive midfield. But, that sounds so long ago, doesn't it? The uh, the, the days of Julio Baptista. Oh, wow. he, was, uh, he had a good... The only one of those that I know is still playing, um, I think Adebayor is off somewhere, and um, is playing for Como in the Italian Serie B, 
Danielson, what's Danielson doing, Dora? Do you know, darling? Yeah, stay that side. That's it. I can still see through you. So other than that, that's um, there's no point talking about any more of the previous fixtures because they're completely irrelevant. Uh, the one thing everybody will be talking about will be um, two PSV players and PSV's recent form. Just go and have a look at their the last game they played. They play at home to FC Utrecht, smashed them 6-1. They're currently top of the Eredivisie. And their last two Europa League games, put it into some kind of context, they smashed FC Zurich 5-0 at home and they smashed FC Zurich 5-1 away. And when you have a look at the squad stats for games and goals, uh, go Cody Gakpo, Hmm. Is he's, he is one of the hot, hot properties in Europe at the moment. He's only 23 years old, club captain, 18 games, all competitions, 13 goals, 11 assists. And then I was talking on the show last night with Chris about Xavi Simons, Simmons. He's a 19-year-old Dutch attacking midfielder, Barcelona, then PSG, and now he's at PSV. He's only 19 years old, 16 games, 10 goals, four assists. Wow. And then you've got well, the bloke who's been playing up front when their main striker is injured, Goose Till, 14 games, seven goals, two assists. What do you know about that, um, Cody Gapco? I keep wanting to call him Cody Capco. It's going to be, um, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Chupa Chupa Pom, Akpom. I'm going to say it like that the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to keep getting his name wrong. Oh, if he ever signs for us, he's going to have to get his name changed. So what do, what do you know about him? What do you think about him? Well, not very much. I mean, I didn't really know anything about him until we until the links going back uh, a couple of windows ago when we were linked with him. I know that um, since those links, his value has increased even more. I think he was available at around about something like 35 million euros with add-ons taking it up to around 40. Now, yeah. I think it's if you're going to go and have a, if you're going to try and uh, shake that stick now, it's like 60 million euros. I reckon it would be best part of 80. He's, I mean, last season he was pretty good. Mike came over from the goodness Is... pod to watch the, um, I think he went to watch maybe Leicester v PSV last season. I think there's something like that. And I watched the game on telly and I wasn't overly impressed with Gapco. Maybe it would be the season before that. But he is he is the, the hot property of most of the um, most of the non-Premier League sides. That's the word I was looking for. I did read just recently as well. I mean, just a few days ago, I think it was, that um, Leeds are still... Um, tracking him, they've made personal term agreements, and they're trying to work out a fee with a PSV for the. Uh, I'm not sure if it was for January or for the summer. Yeah, but historically they've apparently went for Maradona as well, didn't they? And that never worked out just because you want to go for him. That mean you're going to get him. I mean, I mean, the the, the, well, the players, if it's your players agreed to, to the fee, so the players have sounds like the players happy to go there. It just, I suppose, it just how much PSV are going to charge for him and how how you've got to pay that. Avon says here, I think the reservations around Gakpo is he's very one-footed and after our Pepe experience, we aren't keen. Ooh, and Steph says, can't rate players from that league. I'm reading a book at them. I'm listening to an audio book at the moment. Uh, stand by your beds while I go and tell you what it's called. Um, obviously, I didn't pay for it. I just go and download all the books that I want. So launch VLC, disc, come on. And if I go to audiobooks, it's called Nigel Tassel Boot Sale Inside the Strange and Secret World of Football Transfers. 
football transfers, secret word of football transfers, transfer window. It is really, really good. It's 14 hours long. And he says to one of the, the scouts, yeah, he, t- he interviews a scout in chapter two. And relevant to this, the scout says it's all well and good getting a player from uh, a foreign league. And I think they might have mentioned the Dutch league because remember that Alfonso that Middlesbrough signed, he, he, I think he got 36 goals in 34 games um, for Heronveen or someone like that back in, okay. in the early noughties. And that he, the point he made is put that, put that this current PSV team into the Premier League and then I estimate they'd be a mid-table team. So you're buying a mid-table team's best player. So that doesn't if you're a top team in the Premier League, you may not add anything to your team. If you're a, a lower half or a mid-table Premier League team, then he's going to be one of your probably one of your okay. best players. And I thought I've never thought of looking at it like that. There's another way of looking at it, right? Don't Where say we... Ronaldo or Romario at PSV back in the no, day. No. Where did we buy Robin Van Persie from? Never heard of him. Got him from the got him from the right? So by accounts, even if he was that team, what what team did we get him from? Was it PSV? Yeah. yeah. So uh, if he was, so if Feyenoord? he was Feyenoord, I think he's mm. Feyenoord or PSV, one or two. Look at us throwing names around like we know what we're on about. <laughs> but whether whichever one it was, then by that yeah, argument, yeah. you could say that he was probably that team's best player at the time. Yeah. And he came over to our league and he ripped it up, and you could probably well, say no, the same for someone. Though, he did. He made well, first. It took him well, four well, years. Yeah, he he, he had some injuries. He was young. He had some. He did have some injuries that kept him out for a while. And he could probably say I mean, the I same bet, for Aaron Robin as well. Luis Suarez. Be, yeah, I was going to say Luis Suarez and the PSV manager Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. I'm looking at Van Nistelrooy. Um, Van Persie. Yari, Yari Lipton. No, he wasn't very. He, he didn't do much at Liverpool. What about the other one? Uh, uh, Dirk Coit Cout. Uh, right. yeah, on and off, he, he was pretty right, good. He was really? never a massive goal scorer for Liverpool. So I don't know. I think it's it's more about getting the individual talent, right? I mean, we bought Ben mm. White from a team teams that got relegated, right? Same with Aaron Ramsdale. Doesn't mean that well, they doesn't mean their relegation quality. Do you know what I mean? It all depends on the system that they're playing in, who they've got around them. There's a lot yeah. of variables. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time they 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 are a team player in that in, in the Dutch players. So that's the whole Dutch ethic, isn't it? Be a team player, no time for individuals. But Pete Coulson says it is a serious game tomorrow against a dangerous team, a real must win. If so, we need one point to secure the group from the last two games to avoid extra two games against Champions League failures in January. Have, have you yeah. heard about that? I've mentioned it a few times on previous pods. It's nonsense. They all drop in, don't they? Yeah, but no, it's not just the drop in. All the teams in second place in the Europa League yeah. play off in a two-legged game against the teams that drop down from the Champions League. So if you finish top of our league, you yeah. don't play the next two games. No. Okay. You're only doing it for one season, though. Mucking wow. around with it as usual. Well, yeah, we don't need. Yeah. We don't. We don't need. I mean, you know, as as Sean as our squad is at the moment, what we don't need is extra games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point oh, there, that Peter Max. We need to take care of business extra quick then to avoid that hurdle. It's Man United one, Spurs nil. Fred has scored just after the beginning of the second half. Lovely. That's what we like to see. So, Man United, uh, I won up. Yeah. Who scored for them? Out of interest. Fred. Frege. I think Fred. they say Frege, isn't it? In in uh, Brazilian. Portuguese in Brazil. I don't know. Yeah, Fredo, what was I going to say next? Friday, I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, remember, uh, they, um, who was it? Tim Still, no, Tim Vickery said that when uh, Jonathan Woodgate went to play for Real Madrid, he was the commentator in Brazil referred to him as in Wujigati. <laughs> so you made another good point a moment ago that I was going to raise as well. The manager of PSV, there's a little bit of history there as well, isn't there? Only a little bit. Yeah, just a touch. Yeah, it's um, he's doing. It's his first ever job in a managerial job. Uh, if you manage Ajax or PSV, PSV, you've got a really good chance of running away with the Dutch league because they're. It's, then it's not there's not that many decent teams in there, but they do play really good football. So. There's really three, isn't there? The top three: PSV, yeah. Feyenoord, and Ajax. And, and every now and then, you've got you've got a couple of, that are just under that that sort of like push them every now and again, like Willem. Yeah, I'm just Willem looking too. at the. I've got a list here of all the tier one champions over the years, and no. It's not bringing up second place, only first place. But Ajax have won it the last two seasons in a row. Then PSV, then Feyenoord, PSV, PSV, Ajax four in a row, FC20, AZ Alkmaar. And then you have to go all the way back to so AZ in 09, FC20 in 2010. And the last time it wasn't any of the big three that won the league was AZ67 in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that 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 bloke they were talking about the um alphonse alves he uh that season for hearing he scored 45 goals in 39 appearances wow in all competitions for them oh yeah so he scored uh in the, the, the season he scored 37 in 40 then he scored 11 in 10 and then he went to middlesbrough scored in his debut and then only got another five goals all season and the next season he scored four in 31 and then he fucked off to uh, Qatar. Did he after that? Okay. Qatar League. Didn't and then don't tell there. me, the floodgates opened again once he got to Qatar. Well, <laughs> he <did> season. <laughs> 19 in 27, but that's over four seasons. Anyway, we're not here to talk about um, those people. We're here to talk about the mighty Arsenal. And uh, So, yeah, they smashed FC Zurich 5-1 and 5-0 home and away with uh, Godi, Cody getting a couple of goals. Vertisen, their actual striker, he got a couple of goals. And then in the when the that striker wasn't playing in the other game, this page takes forever to load. They played Till up front and he scored a couple of goals. So they're banging in goals from all over the place, which is worrying because... He's quite young, isn't he, Cody Gakbo? So take a bit 23. the captain, must have, a, must have quite a bit about him. He was 23 in May. Um there we go. Fred uh, Thurbin says, did I score? Yes, you did. Patrick. Yeah, Pete says, eight teams from Champions League playoff. The second place Euro team league. Ridiculous. Could have Juventus or Barcelona. Bloody hell. Uh, Pete, Fred says, uh, remember when the Greek team used to be really good, but they never produced great talent like other small nations like Holland or Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't really, is there? They had, uh, I can't really think of any. Any really good Greek players, even when they won the Euro Championship in was it two thousand and eight? They no real memorable. Players I can think there. of a couple, but the names are so hard to pronounce as well. <laughs> well, that's that's my excuse. Apparently, uh, Chelsea have a lot uh, of opolises in the names. Chelsea are nil nil at Brentford. Oh, they've drawn nil nil at Brentford. It's game over. Okay. Southampton have beat Bournemouth one nil at Bournemouth. Surprise! And... No, surprise! There was no goals in that Chelsea game. I mean, you look at that Chelsea team, there's players there that you think have got goals in them, right? 
but um they've said that they've had loads of clean sheets in a row now and uh um what's his name what's his potter. name Chelsea, mate? harry yes. potter harry potter that is now five clean sheets in a row for chelsea like George Graham used to say, go to a club in trouble. First thing you do is sort, sort out, out defence. defence, yeah. And that yeah. seems to be what he's done. Uh, Liverpool beat West Ham 1-0 and uh, Man United all beating Spurs 1-0. So there we go. That's a little update on the scores because, uh, to be quite frank, people, you're not really here to watch us. You're here with one eye on the game. Um, Kepa made a string of saves. Yeah, I was listening to one of the... Uh, the AC Jimbo pod, and he was saying that um, Harry Potter has come in, made Kepper the number one because he's a more mobile keeper, better with his feet, and better at playing the kind of football that he wants. So the the French bloke, I think he's French. Mendy, is it Mendy? Yeah. Uh, well, they paid a lot of money for Kepper, right? Let's not forget that. They paid 67 million or something. I thought it was a bit more than that, wasn't it? I thought it was around 70. Yeah. There's a seven in it. L- no, there's a seven. <laughs> well, well, they look oh, like, to not be using him, right? Well, Courtois went to like Nicolas Pepe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, to replace Courtois, been an absolute fortune on the bloke whose name I can't pronounce. Um, so, uh, what other bit we were going to look at? So, we've looked at their um, their recent games this season in the Eredivisie. They've only lost two games. They lost FC twenty two one, SC Campbell. They lost three nil. Bloody hell! We'll just see what they did then. What formation did they play? FC Campbell. That's what the SC. See what they did. They played a four-one-two-three. That is almost what we play with uh, Van Cam playing the party role, uh, Polisson and Jacobs playing the Xhaka and Odegaard role. A couple of wide wingers and a bloke up front. What if we could reproduce so I, that? So I tell you what, I don't want to see in the lineup for tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to see Tommy Asu playing at left back. I thought it worked as a good one-off in the Liverpool game, as a, as a one-off in that situation. And as the manager said, he explained to Kieran Tierney that, not to worry, it was merely just a tactical decision for that game. Ooh, I've not heard about this. So, so, so to see him doing it again against Leeds, for me, it kind of, for me, it was sort of a little bit of a flashback to when we used Xhaka because it was a Leeds must. We put Xhaka in at left back and he done very well. But then we used we we used it again when we didn't need to when we had left backs that were available, and it didn't it is, and, it, and it didn't work. You know, it sort of blew up in his face, and I think there was no need to continue with Tommy Asu at a left back when we've got you know we've got proper left backs that are available. You know, he doesn't yeah. operate as good into the into the midfield as Zinchenko does or as Tierney's starting to do, Worries and it just it, it just didn't work. It was for me, it was a little bit too cool for school. One of those kind of Southgate defending for defending's sake. Wow, the Arsenal ladies are now five nil, five one up. Uh, Caitlin Ford scored, and then uh, Maidemir scored. Like Gary says, Arsenal five one, two goals in two minutes. That is, that is the equivalent of Arsenal playing Real Madrid after them winning four Champions Leagues in a row, going there at their place, the bone bound, smashing them five one. That's oh. how good the women's Leon team are. Oh, they are, they are miles ahead of, of everybody else. Apart from, I think Barcelona are really good as well. Yeah, but th- yeah, you got a point about that defense. Ah, oh, it's good to know that if you if you've got people like uh, Salah playing on the right, and then you play, if you want to nullify the game, have four big six foot plus 
defenders playing as your back four, then you, then you're going to do well. But we don't need to do that against all the teams because not everybody is going to have Salah playing on the right wing, are they? No. So that's a good point. I like to see tyranny. I think there's very little. When 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 Tommy Ashley started playing last season, he uh, right back. He quite often he'd make really good runs down the right and and create stuff. And then when when um, Barry White is playing at right back, I don't know why I said Barry White. Barry White. Ben White. When he's playing at white right back, um, it, the creativity isn't as good as Tommy Ashu. But I, we can't have no creativity coming down both fullback positions can we i have a theory about all of this what's going on with our defense and my conspiracy theory is um go on then when the season when this season started had tomiyasu been available and ready to go on on day one i think you would have seen tomiyasu playing as our right back and Mm. a center pairing of gabriel and um ben white and saliba he would have been on the bench and 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 we probably wouldn't have um you know, have seen what Saliba can bring to us Probably because his appearances, his, his appearances would have been fleeting. Mm. However, with Tommy Asu being unavailable, he had to, he could slip in Ben White, he could play Saliba, but now he has this problem to me that I think he's really um, there's a decision that he has to make and he's not making it. And if he puts Tommy Asu in at right back, because I do think that Tommy Asu is a better right back. For me, I want my defenders to be able to defend first. If they can go forward and do other things, then that's a bonus. But I want them to be able to defend first. But if he puts Chomiyashi back into the team, what's he going to do with, with Ben White? What's he going to do with his £50 million defender? He can't take Saliba out straight away and just put Ben White in because Saliba's no. proven that he's got a lot to offer. And I don't think he wants Ben White to sit. And that's one of the reasons now that we're seeing substitutions that are taking place that involve our fullbacks to try and give them some minutes to keep them happy. But Mm. I think at some point he needs to make a decision because I want to see us have a solidified back four that can grow together and get to know each other without too much switching around when it's not necessary. Before I, I comment on what you just said, Gary's put Barry White at right back. I love him. Sings while he plays. Never going to give a goal up. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot to be said about having a, um, a you know what your best defensive five, including the goalkeeper, are going to be. Um, builds confidence. You know where people are going to be the whole time. And you know what you got to do. And chopping and changing them. It's working. I mean, We've had 12 wins out of 13 games. Yep. Unbelievable start to the season. But I would prefer to have Tommy Eshu at right back. And it's a very good point. I've not heard anyone else make that about Saliba, that if the season would have had everyone start fit starting, it would have been Gabriel and White at centre-backs. Yep. Saliba would have come in in the European games, in the in the League Cup games. It's a happy and accident. It, for, it would for have taken car. half a season for people to go, hold on a sec, that Saliba's a bit tasty. He's, he's going to challenge those two for the spot at centre-back. And I don't like not having tyranny at left-back because the amount of creativity we get from him. Plus, he's like Tommy Ashu. He can play full-back and he can play centre-back for his country. I mean, Tommy Ashu is playing left-back for Japan, so I've been told. But I think we're just really some really fantastic buys that Arteta and Edu and Vinay and all that lot have got together and bought. Because to have that many, I mean, we've got, what, five five or six really top quality defenders that all know how to do their job. But we were talking about the show last night and saying that Josh, being a Brighton, um, Brighton's his 
someone moaned, how can Josh have two teams? Josh, Josh doesn't have two teams. Josh is an Arsenal fan. He's been, he lives in Brighton, so he used to go and watch Brighton in League One. It's not his fault that they've bloody gone and got promoted into a decent Premier League side. It's a bit like us going watching Barnet or, or Peterborough United or Cambridge United and then getting to the Premier League. He's still got to keep going. But Josh made it very clear. I want Arsenal to win against Brighton every time we play them. But he was saying about Ben White, right back, centre back, defensive midfield. Well, he's been brilliant at centre back, brilliant at right back. And uh, we might need cover at centre, I mean, at defensive midfield as well. I think maybe we could see him play a few games there because. In the documentary, Arteta kept saying how impressed he was with uh, uh, Ben White's ability to learn and to listen and to do as he's told and to adapt into new positions. I, I don't think we will ever see that happen. And the reason I say that is it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Callum Chambers, who apparently, remember when he went on loan to Fulham? He played yeah. in that position apparently and was their player of the season. And everybody yeah. used to say, if we get short, we could stick him in it. It never happened. <laughs> we would we would rather stick my, you know, Atet would rather stick my nan in there than put Callum Chambers in there. And it's probably the same for David Louise as well. Do you remember David Louise? He can play in the midfield. He can yeah, play no in the midfield. He played there the once. He played once in that position and he got injured within five minutes, if I remember, and had to go off. So we never saw that. So, And as I said before, the reason that defenders are defenders is because they're not good enough to play in midfield. These are players that you can't, you don't want them on the ball for too long. That's mm. why they play in defence. Do you know what Sorry I mean? Sorry to any defenders listening. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, that's the, you know, that, uh, that's just, and that was, that's something that I heard um, a footballer talking about. I think it was Dean yeah. Saunders and it struck a chord with me. And the more I thought about it, I thought, well, he's right. Yeah. You know, but he's right. That's They're what not good enough to be on the ball. Yeah. They're either mental or they're rubbish. <laughs> it's usually one or the other. <laughs> very rarely anything other than that um some good points here um pete says benny blanco does not deserve to lose his place at the moment yep agree with that neither of us are saying that he does but in, in games where we have a lot of where we have uh, a lot of space his passing range is really good further up the pitch mm -hmm. i've noticed with him it's a good attribute that he has he's very good at finding zaka and playing him in around the back uh, Daniel Gordon says, same way Bellerin got in the side. Yeah, Pete, our options at the back is outrageous and such a difference to last year when the dice scraping around between uh, Mustafi and uh, and the Greek fella and oh, not, and <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Gary says, Benny doesn't deserve to lose his spot, but we need rotation at centre back, and he's that man for. And then um, Steph that's a good, that's a, another good point as well. You know, I mean, it's not going to hurt to take William Saliba out for a, a game or two and put Ben, ben White in there. A couple he? of mistakes. Sometimes you have to let him, you know, sometimes you have to, he, he's very much in a, still in the learning curve and he's done very yeah. well. But sometimes you have to, you know, let them st stand back and, 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 you know, see what's going on and that. Give him a little bit of a breather. You know, he's had a couple of little mistakes of the handball and that. Give Ben White a run at centre back, play play um Tommy at right back and, and, and then put it back. Thunder's been nice to you here. To be fair, Stan, your nan has good footballing genes, former Newcastle manager. Wasn't manager, <laughs> was he? Player. I'm the uh, great grandfather, yeah, player. Yeah. Won the FA hey. Cup? Yeah, and he managed QPR. Oh, you didn't tell us that? Yeah, he managed QPR as well. For how long? I'm not sure how long, to be honest. Oh. Well, there you go. Excellent. 
Um, right, so how do you think the game's going to go tomorrow? Well, it very much depends on who we're able to field, you know? I mean, he, a lot of there was a lot of chatter, wasn't there, about Gabriel Jesus wasn't looking his best. I mean, that, that, that match a couple of matches ago when he collapsed to the ground, you know, the way that he collapsed, he looked like a, a, a person that was already unconscious before they hit the ground. To me, he felt he didn't just crumple to the floor like he was hurt. He felt like a tree, you know, timber. And usually when you, you know, that's someone that's already gone. They're already out and conscious and he didn't look too sharp in the next game. So I don't know if, if he might get a breather and we have Eddie. You've mentioned that Martinelli is about 25% sure that he can start, which probably means he ain't going to start. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what the rotation is and, you know, how he rotates the defence as well. What was your granddad's name? I'm just looking at QPR managers. His name was James Howie. Oh, here we go. He was manager, fucking hell, from the uh, 1st of August, 19th, 
wearing a nice suit there nice and um, gary says stan's nan has done it all it's actually her hand not maradona's <laughs> Fred, Fred's an old, Fred's an ex-footballer. Uh, football doesn't seem to run in families. Very few children because uh, good players. Someone else made a, a really good point. This scout, we are going on a bit. This is what we do here. The scout said, um, in this, this book was written at the time when, when Chelsea bought um, Kai have Oh, Man United scored again. Penandes. Um, yeah, uh, and it's written about 2019, and he said the thing that people don't realise, the, the next generation of world-class players is looking in Sweden and Germany. And he said, why are you looking there? He said, that's where all the refugees have come from, and they have come to these countries with nothing, and all they are going to do is play football and do stuff like that because to try and get out of the, the poverty that they're living in. Right. So he said, all these people coming from the Middle East and coming from all those countries to, that don't really play football to countries that do play football – so yeah. He said, that's, that's why I do my scouting. And he did say one of his finds was Liam Ridgewell, Portland Timbers legend. Um, there you go. Oh, look at the goal cut. He comes flying in, bounces off one of the Spurs players, has another go, back of the net, 2-0. This is, this is the result that we wanted, right? Definitely. Yeah. There's very few teams I want to see Man United beat, and Spurs and Liverpool are two of them. It just gives us more of a cushion between them and it doesn't do any you know it still keeps man united is still far away in our rearview window Hmm. Uh, right so yeah we can get rid of those uh those little bits of stuff there so if you had to go for a prediction tomorrow what were you going to go for and people in the chat put your predictions and i should read them out it's so hard though danny because it all depends on in on the lineup right so yep so i don't know let's say um at home home advantage uh, 2-1 to Arsenal if we're playing a, you know, a, a fairly strong team. Yeah. If you're playing a strong team, you know, if Gabriel Jesus is on the pitch, for example. I think that's where the main the differences are going to be. Saka. If we're going to have, if we're gonna have um, Eddie up front or have Jesus up front. I think Are we going to go for Odegaard front? or Vieira? Yeah. No, no. no. I Could think, be a game for Vieira. You never know. Personally, I'd Keep go going. full strength. Try and if you we win this game, like someone put in the chat earlier, all we need is one point from the the PSV and the the, the second lick against Zurich. So um, I'd go full strength and going full strength. I reckon we beat them three one. Hmm. Okay. You full strength? Yeah, I say two one full strength. I think. Um, see what they're putting in the chat. Um, uh, Pete says a draw would technically be the best result for us. Watching the Spurs lose is my idea of heaven. <laughs> it is indeed a glorious moment. Fred says, I think Katie plays, Sambi plays, Eddie Vieira, probably McQueenos, and 1 1. Fred, you used to play be a professional footballer, didn't you, Fred? I'm sure you do, I'm thinking Port Vale, something like that. I agree with Fred. If if our if our lineup is looking more along the sort of the second string of the, yeah. some of the names that he's put there, then I'd go along with Fred at a one-one as well. Maybe even two-two, three-two be, either way. To be to be fair, I'm just looking at the replay of the goal. Fuck off, Fernandez, you shit. Um, Peter's gone. I'm with Dan three-one. Yeah. So um, oh dear, Anthony's been. Had a knee in the thigh. Oh, he came from. There you go. There's another one. He came from Ajax, and he seems to be. He seems to be settled, settling in nicely. 
they were really pissed off at Ajax because they said that they bought him so late in the transfer window because they were they desperate. Couldn't replace him, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't do anything about Romero. Has just taken out and then again, though, the money that they forked, the money they forked up for him. I mean, you know, well, it's, a, it's a good good bit of business there for Ajax. You know, they don't get a lot of money in. That's a big one for them. Yeah, they've, they've not really million? had much. Yeah, I think it was about eighty. They, they've had a few quiet years after the um, the hundred million pound bloke to Barcelona and the other one, De Legit to Juventus. Um, and De Jong, yeah. Yeah, Steph says, we'll be fine with Eddie up front. <sighs> Not sure about that, Steph. Um, oh, Fred says, nope, never played, but Brazil had a Brazilian striker called Frej, uh, played at Lyon, I think, and now this United defender. Yeah, I remember, the Brazilian, one, yeah. Uh, I remember the Brazilian striker, Fred, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Um, and Gary says, you know, Arsenal need a win. I'd rather not have to travel to PSV needing a win. Yes, Where are you going, Gary? <laughs> yeah, he coming back over again. I saw um, Bearded Gooner was having photos taken, and there was um, Ian Wright in the background. How did yeah, you do it was that? that? It was at that thing. Um, it was like a fan thing in Philadelphia, I believe. And I think Ian, Ian Wright attended it. Fuck, I bet like that a big, was cold. Big fan zone thing of football, apparently. And Pat, he said that Ian Wright was really, really friendly. Had time for everyone, you know, autographs or pictures yep. or a quick chat. And he said that he was, you know, he was like a fan there himself. He was really enjoying it. And, you know, it was a good time was had by all, apparently. I should never forget the um, badge on the front and they'll never forget the name on the back and all that. Yep. Absolute legend. Man United nearly scored again. Ooh. <sighs> so they were all over Spurs. I think it was Rashford had a, a cheeky share. I'm kind of excited now got... because we do our upset pick over an Arsenal, an, uh, Arsenal fan circle and I was going to pick Man United as my upset pick. And I was like... Wasn't sure, so I'm ruining that now. Should have gone for that. Daniel says 2 1, but it's going to be tough. Steph says Ian Wright is his hero. I see Beard Goon, he was back of a podcast last night. Him and uh, is it Ryan? Yeah, I was listening in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I listened. They were talking about the Arsenal beer that he bought. That's uh, take it that's not anything to do with Arsenal, just a place called Arsenal. I didn't see that bit. Yeah, it's right at the beginning. Uh, I've not gone back to finish that off yet. I always had uh, Bearded Gooner as a bit of a fatty. He's not, is he? <laughs> He's quite svelte. You just look at him and you think, fat bloke, like me. You just assume that I'm fat. You get cancelled cancel for that shit, man. Uh, uh, they're bringing on McTominay. It's all over. Shutting the game down. Yeah, but he's um, he's got his mohawk. He's, he was looking quite uh, quite fit. Svelte. Um, Svelte, indeed, like a racehorse. Pete says, got to love righty, a legend. Right, so um, that is it. Me and Stan have waffled. We've taken 46 minutes to do what should have taken most people 20 minutes. Do you know why that is, Stan? Because we don't know what we're talking about. That, and I could just talk to you all day long. Oh, we thank you so much. Smile. It is. Sometimes I forget there's thousands of people watching us, and I think it's just us alone talking about the olden days. And I was going to say when we had hair, but you choose not to have hair. Yes, it's I've had, quite your voice. I've had my hair in. Have you ever, can you grow a proper beard? No, I can grow like a, I can grow like a, like a goatee thing, but yeah. I, I don't get anything on my face no. or around the sides. Nothing there. I don't want a goatee, goatee, because I just no. end up looking like probably like, I don't know, Richard Hammond or someone like that. <laughs> Uh, Gary says Danny wants everyone to look like him in the world it's not ready for that cheers Gary 
Uh, great show, gents. Thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, Danny in chat room. Who are we playing tomorrow? No idea. But after the post-game show tomorrow, it's going to be me and Deke, the man that everybody on, on Twitter hates because he goes out of his way to wind people up and he loves playing the game. I don't believe so, that for uh, one second. <laughs> yes, he, uh, he was having a go at um, Charles Watts today. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, Charles Watts said in his YouTube thing that he had a bad back, and then he tweeted later that he's got an ill, he's, he's got flu. So Deke said, "Well, make your bloody mind up." <laughs> <laughs> lovely, right, Stan? Thank you very much. It's been a while since we've had a chat. It's lovely to have you back on again. Thank you so much. And if anybody uh, across the pond over this way wants some more Arsenal goodness in their ears, then you can catch me on the Arsenal Fan Circle on a Thursday evening at. 5.40 PST time and on Sundays when I get up for that one at 11 o'clock PST time. So come and join us if you're not already part of that crowd. Excellent. So where can people find you on the Twitterings? You can find me right there at Stan underscore the underscore man 68. Lovely. Well, there you go. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us tonight and we'll be back 20 minutes after the game tomorrow night and hopefully we'll be celebrating an Eddie and Ketia hat-trick. Oh, imagine that. Eddie shows Gapco how to play the game. That would be lovely. Right, here comes your... Which outro do we want? Do we want the Anfield 89 or do we want Steve and Dave? I want Steve and Dave again. We always want Steve and Dave. Right, people, thank you very much for that and we will see you tomorrow. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at it. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>